0: Hey there, Marshall students, and welcome to another episode of NBA's Unplugged. I'm your host, Fej McDermott, and let's dive in for today, Thursday, April 16th. Uh, So no real announcements today for, at least on my end, or the program office end, but we do have some stuff up for the club announcements. Uh, So the first one that we have for today is from the Mindful Marshall Group, and this is for their virtual retreat that is happening tomorrow, April 17th from 9 a.m to 1 p.m so mindful martial is bringing you our first ever virtual retreat our physical and mental wellness at this time is more important than ever so we are here to facilitate and offer a virtual retreat in the place of a physical one to offer resources and provide space to heal process and promote your self-care during this insane time happening this friday from 9 a.m to 1 p.m if you have prior obligations or can only make certain events we encourage you to stay for the full duration of the specific events and time slots that do work for your schedule i don't know if i was supposed to announce that last part Uh, in order to rsvp you can go onto campus groups and you will also receive a calendar invite if you register as well as a full copy of the itinerary and a zoom link to access the meeting stay happy healthy and safe out there Uh, so that should be a really good meeting for those of you who have been sort of going a little stir crazy like i have over these past couple weeks or so and sort of need to sort of interact with your fellow Marshall students to uh, relax and sort of, I don't know, zen out (laughs) from all the chaos that's been going on, especially as we uh, approach the end of the term. So I know there's a lot of projects mounting up, so I think this would actually be a really good way to sort of get a break from it all. Um, In terms of other events going on, I'm going to go ahead and look on campus groups. So, oh wow, we actually have a... Fair amount of events going on both today, tomorrow, and Saturday. Since this is going to be the last podcast for the week, I'll just briefly run through them all. So, BEA is having a Zoom and Learn session with uh, Molly Zussman today on product placement in a commercial-free TV ecosystem. So, uh, she'll be leading that meeting today from 2:30 to 3:15 p.m. Uh, Pacific Standard Time. So, if you're in BEA and interested in learning about the uh, future product placement now that commercials are, I guess, commercial-free TV ecosystems. Uh, feel free to tune into that. Uh, for the Graduate Marketing Association, we have a career workshop with Bliss Point Media Company presentation uh, about the intersection of media and technology. Uh, so this is going to go over performance marketing, core cutting, and a rise of streaming and how brands can use video advertising to achieve their KPIs in a changing media landscape. Uh, so this will be held by uh, the team from Bliss Point Media happening today, Thursday, April 16th, from 4 p.m. to 5.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Next one, we actually have another event from Mindful Marshall, and that is the Meditate with Mindful Marshall happening today from 5 p.m. to 5.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And I believe this is just their standard uh, slotted event that they have going through where they'll just go through different sort of meditations and breathing exercises to help you release any of the stress or tension that we may be holding on to. Whether this is your first time meditating or your hundred thousandth, hundredth, thousandth, we are honored to welcome you to our mindful meditation practice. So all are welcome for that one. And then also on Friday from 11 AM to 12 PM, I mentioned this before, but HTA is presenting an alumni panel with graduates from the 2008, 2009 class on helping to navigate recruiting and careers during the financial crisis. Uh, because there's probably some lessons learned that can be applied to our current situation, which. Uh, hopefully, isn't nearly as severe as the 08-09 financial crisis for them. Uh, so that's again happening from 11 to 12 a, 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. And then that'll be immediately followed up by another alumni fireside chat being hosted by MGSA. So MGSA in collaboration with Vic Baccarian and Phil Manser. Uh, are super delighted to host alumni fireside chats again this week, representing alumni with wide ranging experience in entertainment and entrepreneurship, Laura Miller and Delaney Vogue. Oh man, I shouldn't be pronouncing these. I have no idea how to pronounce these people's names. Um, <laughs> uh, Laura Miller is the Director of Operations at Plug & Play Tech Center, and Plug & Play is the world's largest startup accelerator and innovation platform with over 700 investments made globally, 240 corporate partners, and 300 VC partners. Uh, Whereas Delaney is currently working as a manager at on-prem solution partners in Los Angeles and is an experienced consultant and an entrepreneur with a demonstrated history of working in the entertainment industry. So if you're interested in either of those career paths or just to hear some more insight from fellow alumni, please feel free to tune in to that. Again, that is happening from uh, 12 p.m. to 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time tomorrow on Friday, April 17th. And then last but not least, on Saturday night at 7 p.m., we have also our weekly BEA netflix party so uh this week's i think yes last week's was action movie night this one is going to be a will ferrell movie night so i'm definitely interested in this one so i will probably join this one as well uh so super excited for that one and then for uh the other last announcement is for the disney marshall uh bracket tournament so the bracket of sort of breaking down 64 of the Disney animation classics and pitting them head to head uh, 1v1 one and seeing who will reign supreme. Uh, that tournament is starting tomorrow so if you have not yet joined the whatsapp group please do so, I've been sending it out in all the chats so there is a link somewhere out there that will escalate as well later on today and then make sure you get your brackets filled in and submitted to me by tomorrow so that you can be a part of the action going forward. So super excited for that tournament. Should be a good time of just sort of getting people together to watch all these like old classic movies while we're have really nothing else better to do be honest okay and that's all for the announcements today uh this will be the last pod again this will be the last podcast for the week uh so this monday on 4:20, i'm hoping to have a podcast that i will record and release within the same day Uh, and that'll be a chat with our cannabis club uh president the new cannabis club uh peter casper so super excited to have that one but I just want to get down the radar for you guys now that I can sort of plan these ahead a little bit more. Uh, But now moving on to the guest portion of today's show, I will be talking with uh, Mothy, who I believe we had this conversation sometime at the end of March. So end of March timeframe, slightly before the Asia Morales interview, I believe, or no, directly after. Directly after the Asian Morales interview. So, just for a frame of reference, there. And so now I'll kick it over to that portion of the show. And now, moving on to our guest of tonight's episode, uh, she is a fellow table banger with me over in Core Uh Mathi, how are you doing today, Mathi?
1: I'm doing great, Jeff. How are you doing?
0: Oh, I'm doing amazing. as As well as I can be over here on the East Coast. <laughs>
1: Uh, But I'd like to uh, thank you for taking this initiative and, you know, uh, getting to know all of us so that, you know, for the incoming class, it's easier to transition. Yeah. Thank you for doing this. Oh,
0: thank you so much. Yeah, no, I I love getting to have these chats and even better to help the incoming class where we get to know everyone a little more. Uh, It's a, it's a great honor to have this sort of uh, (laughs) I guess podcast thing that I thought of come to fruition. So, um, as we dive in to learn a, more, a little bit more about you, I obviously want to start with where you came from. So you're an international student from India, correct? Right. Okay. So would you yeah. want to, I guess, walk us through, uh, I guess, growing up in India and where you went to school prior to Marshall?
1: Sure. So I uh, grew up in uh, India and I come from the southern part of India. Um, I uh, uh, grew up in a place called Chennai, but then my dad was working at the bank. So every three years once we used to move uh, to a different place. But uh, for the last 10 years or so, it was I kind of settled down in Bangalore. Um, mm-hmm. uh, my undergrad was, uh, I did my undergrad in electronics and communication engineering. So, you know, when you're growing up in India, you just have two choices. You either do medicine or you do engineering. <laughs> <laughs> you really didn't have a lot of choices. So, uh, I decided to do my engineering. So I did my electronics engineering from, uh, an university in Chennai. Uh, after my engineering, I joined EY as a software engineer. And then, um, uh, Yeah. Uh, I kind of enjoyed the work at EY because you get to you know basically work on different projects Uh, and also the recognition at EY was pretty good Uh, and uh, I had a good uh, you know way up the ladder but then at one point uh, I just found that it was so difficult to move to the next level more so because I did not have that you know Management kind of experience because Mm -hmm. uh, I did not have a good understanding of how do you go about getting an engagement, how do you engage with your customers, or be it with, you know, how do you pitch your products, or how do you get uh, more business for your uh, team. All of those things were kind of very fuzzy for me. I couldn't, you know, make that process there. I tried, uh, you know, taking certifications, trying to understand business uh, only then i realized maybe i need to get a formal education and that's when i decided to do my mba mm-hmm.
0: okay so an ey you were still you were employed with ey in india correct right um so i guess you were doing more of their uh tech implementation right work there uh right. so i guess tell me some tell me about some more of the projects that you worked on at ey doing more of the technical stuff
1: Uh. Yeah. So you want to, you want me to dive deep into the projects that I worked on?
0: Oh, well, maybe not too deep. I mean, just sort of talk about sort of the functions that you're using. So
1: Okay. Uh, sure. So I, before coming to Marshall, I was a technical lead. So some of the project that I could, you know, think of is uh, I was working uh, mostly with fraud investigation. Uh, so I uh, have a Really good experience in this in third-party screening tools mm-hmm. which is basically you know you send out uh, say for example if you're uh, you know a company and then you engage with different suppliers right you have Cisco giving your supplying your telephones displays and whatnot yeah uh, similarly you'll have GE so it's basically about you know trying to assess whether you're engaging with the right partner so I kind of worked on those tools. Uh, again, it was uh, I come from um, a programming background. So I had good experience in C, SQL, data analytics, and uh, those this kind of stuff. Uh, Tableau again, and I also worked on insurance platforms. Uh, healthcare was one of the so one of the projects that we built was for UK healthcare industry. It's basically, you know, how NHS paid for your healthcare. It's usually based on how much service you provide, but then we built a model where it was more of, you know, how effective the healthcare you provide for uh, patients and it was built on a model where you actually go about changing how healthcare is being paid for. So those are some of the projects that I worked on. Um, from a technical standpoint, like I mentioned, it was, you know, coding, SQL. I was a full stack developer, so it, it's it's a complete, I, I have a good hold of building products end-to-end, be it with your programming language, your SQL, mm-hmm. reports, Tableau.
0: Was a lot of the, uh, I guess, the the technical work, was that more of a, I guess... I don't know about EY sort of technical uh, production sca- or cycles, but was it more of agile, would you say?
1: It does it it was agile.
0: So was it like two week sprints or
1: uh, we had three week sprints usually. Okay. And we had a CMI L 5 process, which basically, you know, involves a lot of documentation uh so that you don't miss out anything.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh okay. and so it sounds like some of these projects you said it one was uh, i guess fraud uh software yeah. which sounds like it was going to be used by EY for their tax purposes.
1: Uh it's not it was, only tax but then say for example if you're on a bloomberg chat terminal we will probably get those chat files and then we'll see if any confidential information has been you know uh, shared between different third parties. Okay something like that
0: okay yeah. so so still sort of the ey consulting arm but more from it's, like that's the, okay. yeah
1: it's not specific to tax but then it
0: gotcha uh, yeah perfect yeah I was just want to clear that up, making sure like which which side of the ey you were on because i know they like to sort of drive a very thick wall between anything consulting related and anything tax related to make sure there's no conflict of interest there so. yeah
1: i can i can give some insight so this was the the team that i was working with was called the digital technologies practice back in India, so it co- it comes under performance improvement. Okay. Uh, and they are more inclined towards building all these tech products.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Uh, and so it sounds like I mean it's pretty obvious that you had pretty much all the technical skills that you needed, uh, but the one hurdle that you were really coming to MBA school for is more of the, I guess the soft skills or the management experience. Right. Okay. Most so,
1: importantly, yeah. negotiation.
0: Oh, is that one of the classes you're in right now?
1: <laughs> Not now, but then I'm planning to take that next semester.
0: I, I've heard the good things about it, so.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure, I think I should take it. Especially when it comes to performance reviews, I think you have to be um, more vocal and you have to, that's something that's important. It's an important skill. So,
0: some of the tactics I've heard from that class are almost like comical. Uh, but apparently they work. Okay. Uh, I remember one of them being like uh, at some point during the meeting, you just get up and just go to the bathroom or just get up and walk away and just circle back afterwards. And I forget what the hell it's supposed to do, but it's supposed to almost like put the pressure on the second party to almost like want to make a deal and get it done with so that you don't walk away from the table again with nothing. Um, But definitely (laughs) definitely a cool class. I'll probably be looking to take it at some point. Uh, that's all dependent on my whole internship stuff. So we'll see if that works out. Uh, but okay. So you're going to get sidetracked, but you're going to get your MBA now. Uh, so you know, you have all the tech skills, so you don't need to go anywhere where you're just going to beef those up. So obviously the MBA makes sense because you can focus on a lot of leadership and management classes. Uh, so what was sort of your strategy for, uh, looking for the program that was right for you, whether it was international or even local in India?
1: Uh, when it came to my MBA searching, I think I was specific about uh, the kind of experience I get out of this uh, yeah. whole MBA. Uh, so thinking about that, I was like, I'm not going to do my MBA again. So I'm going to do it for once. So I wanted to have that international exposure. Uh, I wanted to, you know, uh, yeah, of course, at EY, I was definitely working with people from US, UK, Australia, not. Uh, but then uh, moving to a different country, staying in a different place, I thought is definitely go- going to add some value. And uh, uh, I think this is probably the first time in I don't know how many years I'm staying so far away from my family. So I thought, okay, let me uh, give this a shot. Um, uh, so that is one of the reasons why I chose uh uh, US. I was uh, also looking at uh, UK as well, but then I, when I looked up the courses, the curriculum, the structure, I wanted to, uh, you know, have a, a much immersive experience. So I thought I wanted to do it. I don't want to have a one year short uh, MBA because uh, I know there's a lot of stuff I'm not uh, very, you know, mm-hmm. I, I don't have good expertise in uh be it finance bait marketing strategy i do not like i i have no exposure in these areas okay. so, so i the, wanted the to uk have program a,
0: was the uk program was only one year that you're looking yeah, at yeah most
1: of the programs that i was looking at was uh were well, one year so i was like no i probably wanted to have uh, my mba to be a longer duration so that's why i chose a two year program because i wanted to mm-hmm. you know get a understanding of several you know uh arena so I thought okay let me do a two-year MBA and uh, looking at schools here in the US one of the important I do not I come from a tech background and I wanted to continue in the tech field even after my MBA okay so I was I started looking at schools which were you know uh, more which had curriculum courses more inclined towards tech and uh, uh, I applied to a couple of them I got accepted into all of them. <laughs> but then the reason why I chose USC was, uh, one is uh, I wanted to stay closer to the Bay Area. Yep. Um, and I think it helped, uh, especially when it came to all the Bay Area treks. I think we had two, in, one in October, during uh, the fall break and then one in January during the winter break so uh, going to all those career tricks barrier tricks was definitely helpful to get it helps you get a good understanding of the companies that you're targeting at uh, so that was one of the main reasons and uh, uh, the second uh, reason was I uh, okay this is uh, this did not happen but then uh, I was uh, I was more interested in having that prime consulting experience oh I know yeah that, yeah <laughs> oh that's that, what
0: you're going with this yeah
1: <laughs> yeah i mean it didn't happen this year but then that was definitely one of the important uh, you know having that real consulting experience as as part of the curriculum itself was something that i was also mm-hmm. that was also an imp- important for, factor for me
0: yeah Because that that helps you with, I guess, your sort of like management classes. It helps sort of like give you a real world taste of what that's like, especially with a global uh, company, since you came over here to get global exposure. And now you're getting this whole global, a whole other company to work with on a different country too.
1: Right. And that's also one of the important reasons I, I chose Spain because I come from India. Asia is covered. And yeah. the US, US is covered. I thought, okay, Spain, maybe Europe will cover that region also. But then just get all yes. a bunch of
0: different experiences. Yeah. yeah.
1: So uh, that kind of experiential learning is something that I was looking forward to. Uh, and uh, what else? Uh, and yeah, definitely the climate. And
0: uh, <laughs> the climate, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure. Uh, Uh, I, my brother is in Michigan. I've been there. It's mostly snow (laughs) or it's super cold. So, uh, I wanted to be in a place where I don't have to stay indoors all the time, although I have not.
0: Look where you you are now. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Stay indoors all the time. And here we are 70 degrees out by you, I think. And yeah, everyone's (laughs) stuck inside. Um, yeah, did you actually, what what decisions did you make for a prime? Are you taking that next year, or did you decide to just take the class this year
2: and not I travel? I decided
1: to ta- take the class this year because next year uh, I'm not sure, especially for international students, how things will turn out, uh, because with the visa and everything, we have to apply, and if we travel by the time, I mean, you might. I'm not sure if we we'll end up with visa complications yeah. if you decide to do it later. So I that's that's why I thought. Okay, let me just do it this
0: time. So you decide to play it safe instead. Well, makes sense. No. It's unfortunate, but uh yeah. that that is one of the big things that I loved about the program coming in. It's unfortunate about like just the timing with everything for us, but uh I know they'll get that back up and running and the students for next year will have a great experience with it and we'll probably we'll we'll probably have some awesome winter break trip, I imagine. I, I think that's in the works right now or at mm-hmm. least well, I mean, we don't want to plan anything yet because, I mean, everyone's still on lockdown, so it would be stupid to put anything on the books, but that's the hope. Um, so, uh, so now that we know that everything about you growing up, your sort of career with EY, really focusing on the technology and wanting to come to USC to sort of round out those softer skills, uh, before we dive into more about your experience at Marshall, I had a couple of trivia questions for you as we enter our trivia round. Uh, and so... Although I already talked to Ankit, Ankit's questions were more about his uh, background because he was a computer science major. So rather than giving you questions that were kind of similar to that, I decided to go more about traditional and ask you more questions about your home country of India.
2: Okay. (laughs) So
0: bear with me because as I've mentioned, it has not gone pretty for anyone so far. (laughs) Even, I believe, Asia, who I talked to yesterday, uh, whiffed on a couple, like, uh, LA questions that I thought would be up her alley, so. Okay. <laughs> I think the record right now is, like, two questions, right? Which might be Kit. I think it was Kit. Let's yeah. see. Some of these just sound, like, way too hard, so I'm trying to, like, but I don't know if they're hard or not, so. Jeez. There's like.
1: Please be nice.
0: I I'm trying <laughs> yeah. to. I'm trying to. <laughs> okay here's the here's the here's the first one i'm probably gonna butcher a lot of these names when it comes to names but uh kanishka was a emperor of the blank dynasty
1: Kanishka? yes i don't know <laughs>
0: <laughs> i have i have no idea who this is i'm just reading the question <laughs>
1: did you Did you get all these questions from the u p s c. exams that we have back in India?
0: I have no idea what side I'm okay. on. I just i I googled like "India History trivia <laughs>
1: oh, I'm so bad at history, but yeah go ahead
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll skip that one i i like I don't even know that one. Kushan I don't Dynasty. even know why I would know that one. Um let's see. This is like really intense.
1: cushion Kushan cushion.
0: All right, how about this? Uh, slavery was abolished in India by the act of blank. And it's a year. It's a year in which uh, slavery was abolished in India. Um, Somewhere in the 1800s.
1: <laughs> I'm going to guess probably 1862.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll give you three shots of this, so lower.
1: <laughs>
0: or like farther back like earlier eighteen hundreds eighteen
1: sixteen higher eighteen forty
0: two closer but just off eighteen thirty three Okay. So the India Act of 1833. I don't know if that's something that you learn about in grammar school or anything, but...
1: I, yeah, we do have history classes. But <laughs> but then, yeah, I, I'm so bad at it.
0: Let's see. <laughs> I, I would fail the crap out of this. Oh. Uh, the, the Buddha preached his first sermon at Lank. Uh, the options are uh, Sanchi... Sarnath, all right butchering this. Kapilavastu
1: <laughs>
0: and Bodhgaya Gaya. I'm butchering. Bodhgaya? Gaya. Yes, I mean that's yeah. no, I mean that's not the answer, but that's the right pronunciation.
1: <laughs> no, okay. <laughs> okay. So what's the question again? Then? Uh,
0: the Buddha <laughs> preached his first sermon at blank. Mm.
1: Options again. <laughs>
0: Sorry. Uh no god.
1: <laughs>
0: Sanchi Sarnath Sarnath Kapilavastu and Bodh Gaya. Sarnath? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't know what that trivia meant, but okay. Uh <laughs> da, da, da. Let's find two more questions. You know, what? I might just Google a different site. These these ones were hard, and they were just all over the place. Let's see. It's gotta be like a. Let's look at this one. Oh yeah, these ones are usually fun. What age in Indi, What age in Indian history is referred to as the golden age?
1: Probably not. <laughs> what was that? Probably not. I said now <laughs> especially with the lockdown uh
0: they they have some options here to select from
1: oh okay uh
0: so the options for the question so what age in his, indian history is referred to as the golden age uh ancient uh gupta mughal and Ma- maurya
1: <laughs> mauryas oh, okay uh Mauryas, Guptas, Mughals, an ancient, an ancient, uh, Guptas.
0: That was the answer they say is correct, so <laughs> I'm gonna go with that. So the Gupta age around 1500 years ago was a golden age for achievements in literature, architecture, and etc. So okay. that one, that one was correct. And one more question. We'll pull up here. Who won the Nobel Prize for
2: Literature in 1913?
1: Do we have options?
0: We have options, but I cannot for the life of me pronounce any of these. and <laughs> I am going to send them to you in the chat. So you get to choose between these four names.
1: <laughs> it's Tagur
0: that was that was your option yeah okay that was correct he won the <laughs> no he won the nobel prize for his work uh oh man gitan Gitanjali, Gita yeah and he also wrote the national anthem of india and yes. of bangladesh cool all right so i'm not sure how many you got right i think it was like two or so so two. not too bad <laughs>
2: Yeah. <laughs> Although I'm struggling
0: with these questions because I couldn't get through any of them, really. Hopefully that comes up better in post. Uh, anyway, so now that we've gotten through the trivia and gotten to a little bit more about the Indian culture and obviously your path to USC, uh, we want to ask you some questions about your experience so far as a Marshall Trojan. So moving on to our first question for you, Now, since that you came from India as an international student, What resources would you say that Marshall provided you that made this whole transition easier coming from a completely different culture?
1: Uh, I would say even before we went with the formal support that we got from school, I think the uh, more offline support, more of an informal connection that we had with students from class of 2020 was way more helpful for me i mean initially i th- at least it was so helpful uh, you know be it with uh, especially with you know finding be it with finding a housing or you know trying to go about what do you what is what do you need to basically survive here all those stuff i think uh, uh, second year students especially uh, where you know we had a whatsapp chat group for the indian we had mm-hmm. an Indian WhatsApp chat group and there was there was someone from the second year who was so responsive. She answered every silly, lame question we had. She was so patient. She was answering all of it. She basically helped us prep for, you know, with all the, uh, your visa, your paid with your uh, uh, loan or being paid with how your know, paid with your I twenty whatever questions paid yeah. with you know what do you go about shopping? She answered every question that we had. I think that was really really helpful. And uh, after we came here, I think uh, uh, the international orientation that we had uh, was uh, again helpful because I know you know when once we started the orientation for the entire class it was so overwhelming but then having that close group initially helped you know to un- at least understand who are there the international class yeah. at least to help you know just to connect with them
2: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, and yeah i think mostly uh, with uh, um with the transition, I would say again, with the club events, they were also really uh, helpful and resourceful. Uh, where you know, second years organized uh, uh, talks from people who interned at different companies, uh, trying to get that vision just straight up, saying that you know, this is how it's going to be. This is how you have to prepare for, for you know for your recruitment and all of those stuff. I think that was a little helpful in you know, getting ready for the transition.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. So obviously you guys had a lot of help from the offline second years. Uh So is that something that uh, you guys are already sort of had the ball rolling on for the, the first years that are going to be coming into the program?
1: Uh, yeah, I think uh, we have, I mean, I would be definitely, you know, willing to help, but then uh, uh I am not, Part of any group as of now, but then I know people are uh, trying to help uh, uh, the incoming class. Uh, yeah. So that's so definitely there. Yeah.
0: That, that'll all continue. That's good.
1: That'll continue. Yeah. yeah.
0: So uh, you mentioned having a lot of like events and stuff through Marshall that help you, I guess, get ready for the whole recruiting cycle. Uh, so, were you, what sort of internship were you actually? Shooting for, I guess, coming from EY, were you looking to like have an internship in consulting, or are you looking to have something more uh, tech product management specific, or anything like that?
1: Um, I before coming to uh, Marshall, at least I was thinking about strategy consulting. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then soon after I came here, and after having all those uh, coffee chats, uh, uh, we had uh, informal events with Deloitte, like we had a hike all those events, basically interacting with people from uh, consulting firms, as well as people who interned at consulting firms, I kind of changed my mind. Uh, I kind of (laughs) got an understanding, okay, probably this is not what I wanted to do. Yeah, And I shifted my focus towards more, towards tech, because that was kind of my strength. And I wanted to leverage on that. And I also liked, you know, I, I did not, I never hated being in tech or did not like being in tech. But then I just wanted to, Move up ahead. Yes. Uh, So I thought uh, I. So my second option, if not strategy consulting, was product management and strategy, product strategy. Mm -hmm. So I uh, shifted my focus towards that.
2: Yeah.
0: Okay. Perfect. Uh, So going, I guess, more to I guess the fun side. uh, What have been some of your more favorite events and activities? That you've done here so far either through Marshall formally, like through the program office or stuff that we've done sort of like outside of school or stuff that you've done with your classmates
1: uh I think the karaoke was probably my favorite even so far
0: okay the karaoke oh is that, uh, yeah. that the one that gab set up
1: Gab's. okay yeah. <laughs> that was so much fun I think I had I enjoyed that a lot
0: I forget what um, my lame excuse was, but I feel like I missed that because I did an interview the next day or something. <laughs> I wanna say that too We it. should
1: we should probably talk to Yuki about it. And the international mixer, my God.
0: Are you
1: talking about
0: the one that the unofficial one that me and Yuki set up out in like his place in Venice yeah. or wherever? <laughs> yeah, that one that one was a blast. Uh Hopefully we can get, like get that one back on the schedule. Right now, I think the next one isn't gonna happen that one. It's yeah, I think we
1: had right somewhere around the twenty-sixth.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't think that's gonna happen.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I don't think
0: we'll be able to convincingly bring together like 120 Marshall students and not <laughs> and not piss off the program office. <laughs> so uh, oh. more will come on that. I'm sure I'll talk with Yuki about that one tomorrow during our call. So um Okay, and then finally, um, sort of, I guess, putting uh, yourself in the shoes of the students coming into the program now in July, what is one piece of advice that uh, you would give to the international students, whether it's something that you did really well that you think they should do as well, or something that you wish you had done that you'd like to impart on the class coming in?
1: Uh, Sure, so a couple of things I would say. First is, you know, uh, being an international coming here, uh, just getting accustomed to this uh, environment is probably going to take time. And I would, my first advice would be to the class of 2022 would be do not miss your classes, even if it's like, you know, uh, I know it's difficult, but then, you know, once you got, get, you know, get accustomed to that uh, uh, convenience of missing your classes, I know some, I know core. C and B starts at 8 a.m. in the morning. It's painful, (laughs) (laughs) at least in the first couple of terms. It's painful, but then I would suggest, uh, you know, just try and go to the class, Uh, attend all your classes. Uh, And uh, the reason why I say this is because, uh, you know, uh, uh, I've spoken to a lot of internationals here, and then they say this, you know, I wanted to do this, I wanted to go, go to classes. I wanted to do this, but then I ended up not doing it because I was I was lazy. I mm. couldn't do it. So it's basically something that they regret later now. Um, okay. So I don't want uh, the incoming class to have that regret later during their course. So I would say, you know, don't miss your classes. The second thing I would say is when it comes to recruitment, I know times are very difficult at this point. And it's again going to be Uh, you know, an added uh, struggle for internationally, especially with the visa and stuff like that. So I would say just be open to options. Uh, It is definitely good to focus on one thing, but then say for example, if you're focusing on consulting, definitely have a backup plan if consulting is not going to work because even this year we know that, you know, just uh, EY, I think, sponsored a lot of consulting firms they not, uh, you know, uh, sponsor visa. They were not ready to sponsor visa. So it's, yeah. it's going to make things difficult for internationals. You will not have a lot of options to consider uh, even if you're going into consulting. So always have a backup plan. Mm-hmm. But said that having, uh, you know, a backup plan, which means that you have to focus on consulting, you have to focus on, you know, in case product management, if, you're, if product management is your second option, if you have to focus on product management also, it just adds a lot of workload. Mm-hmm. So you have to prep prepare for your consulting recruitment also. You have to prep for your product management recruitment also.
2: Yeah.
1: Which means that you have also you have to balance your academics. So it's like, you know, a lot of workload, it is very important that they start working on it at the very beginning as early as they could, because usually they say that investment banking and consulting careers start earlier, but then uh consulting interviews are usually in January but then th- your tech interviews and I I think even you had your interview way back. Uh, well, yeah, I've, in term to, my interviews have uh,
0: been all over the place so yeah entertainment I, like I, I am there's no sort of timeline for that especially now so I, I can't say that I follow any sort of formal recruiting pattern. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah so I think uh, it's uh, you know uh, tech recruiting for example for instance starts way back in you know uh, October, November so Mm-hmm. Uh, which means that once you're here, you have to, you know, start preparing for your recruitment right from day one. You you should not postpone, you know, say that, you know, oh, my academic load workload is too much. I will probably write my resume later, cover letter later. No, it's not working. So they have to be very, very, uh, you know, uh, proactive about this, start working on their recruitment way earlier, I would say.
0: Yep. Yeah, so although the NBA itself is a lot of fun, and there's definitely a lot of fun activities, uh, if you want to make the most of your time here, especially if you're having a backup plan recruiting-wise, you're going to have to have some good time management skills coming in to make sure that you can get all these, like balance all these various things with recruiting, with clubs, with classes, especially like, like you said, with having a backup plan. It's almost like you're recruiting on two different fronts entirely.
1: Right. And yeah, uh, said that, I think it's also important to network. So make sure you have time for that as well.
0: Yeah, of course. (laughs) 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 We'll kind of say that's sort of like half the recruiting and half the like club activities and stuff. So. Hopefully that's 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 some, that's something that happens naturally along with it. Uh, so that about wraps up our time here. So uh, first, I want to thank you for joining me on the show. It, it was great to talk about you and learn about sort of your history coming from India and the reasons why you chose Marshall over other schools, as well as your journey so far with uh, sort of, I guess, finding your your path and your passion with uh, that isn't consulting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the the first one to admit I'm always happy when I talk to people who sort of like veer away from consulting through the recruiting process. So (laughs) no bias there whatsoever.
1: Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I remember your first talk when we had this consulting at uh, the lab. Yes. Thank you. I
0: I, I I try to be as open and transparent as possible, but it may have had a bit of bitterness behind it. But anyway, (laughs) before, before we wrap up for today, uh, as a thank you for joining me on the show and helping me kickstart this podcast series, uh, I wanted to sort of give you the floor to talk about anything that's important to you, whether it's a club that you're a part of, whether it's something that you're passionate about in your everyday life, uh, anything you want 30 seconds to a minute, just, uh, let the people out there know.
1: Uh, sure. so, uh, international students, I'd say for international students, just be supportive of uh, each other. Uh, you know, it's not only with your, uh, you know, just the international community, but then even with uh, the entire class, try to be as supportive as you could be. Uh, you know, help people out in ways you can. It need not be necessarily with your, just with their, uh, you know, maybe with their recruitment process. It also helps to just sit and talk with someone for that is not really you know academics or professional related it's just build that personal connection uh try to you know uh you know make as my as many friends as you can mm-hmm. uh, i think it helps a lot during the process and most importantly have fun
0: yeah i mean you're here for two years you're back in school like you better have some fun at least they'll make it yeah. all they'll make it all all work no play um so again, thank you. And bef- like as as we wrap up each episode, we like to choose a song of the night that the guest gets to choose to sort of uh, play themselves out. So, uh, Mothy, you have any ideas on what song you'd like people to have tonight?
1: Uh yeah, uh, I am an Ariana Grande fan, so probably I'll choose Seven Rings.
0: You'll choose Seven Rings. Yeah. Okay, so once again, this has been another episode of the soon to be named, still not officially named Marshall podcast. Uh, I've been your host, Fedge, and uh, finally, I want to thank you again, Mathy, for joining us. Uh, it was a pleasure talking to you. Uh, and as you requested, we will now play out your episode uh, with a classic by Ariana Grand, uh, Seven Rings.
1: Thank you so much for this,
2: Fedge. really appreciate your effort. <laughs> all
0: right, no problem. Okay, we'll see you all. we'll see you all tomorrow.
2: Yeah. Breakfast the Tiffany's and bottles of bubbles Girls with tattoos who like getting in trouble Lashes and diamonds, ATM machines Buy myself all of my favorite things Been through some bad shit, I should be a savage Who would've thought it turned me to a savage Rather be tied up with calls and not strings Write my own checks like I write what I sing Yeah, stop watching I be like, put it in the bag, yeah. When you see.